The annual enrollment period for Medicare changes for older adults is underway again. Also coming up is the Affordable Housing Summit. Both activities are virtual and open to all. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. The Colorado Gerontological Society Senior Answers continue their role as the go-to connection for all things Medicare information for older adults. Initial enrollment in Medicare is pretty straightforward. However, managing the annual changes and what those Advantage plans really mean is more the challenge each year. On this edition, continuing with us on the information available during the next few weeks of Medicare Mondays and on the Affordable Housing Summit is CGS Senior Answers Executive Director, Ms. Eileen Doherty. The coalition has also been working a lot over the last six months to really come up with what is a definition of affordable. And we've really settled on uh, back on the idea that's been around for a long time of 30% of your income, not 30% of the amount charged, but 30% of your income. And hmm. so if your income is $1,000 a month, then you really shouldn't be paying more than $300 in rent. So the second question that we are really going to grapple with a little bit is what creative ideas or how can we not just talk to the city about you've got to make more affordable housing at this price, but what do people who are experiencing housing issues, whether they're experiencing it as a taxpayer with increased taxes and utilities, or whether they're experiencing it as a renter with increased rent and utilities, both groups of people, if you will, are starting to significantly experience increased inability to actually pay for their housing. So we're going to try to look at housing credits, housing reimbursements, increasing the availability of existing programs, possibly. Uh So, for example, the city of Denver has something called payment to the elderly, which is um, a basically it's just flat out a a check Uh that the city sends to you if you are either a renter or a homeowner, if your income is, I think it's somewhere between eighteen and $20,000. Um, and you don't get a huge amount of money. You get through four, maybe $500. So again, looking at are there ways that we can expand those kinds of programs? Yeah. Because the other thing we're finding is that about 40% of Colorado older adults are living on Social Security alone, How many which is again? somewhere about 40%. Right. So there's somewhere, and that's somewhere between fifteen and $1,600 a month is the median for Colorado. So if you're getting $1,500 a month and a lot of calls that we're getting in our office right now, you can't get anything for less than twelve or $1,300. That leaves very little money to be able to buy food and other necessities. And that 
twelve or fifteen hundred in the rental market, right. you know, is an every month expense. If you are a homeowner, um, I have no idea what taxes are going to do, but I expect that our property taxes are also going to increase significantly. So that that's a lot to cover in a, what, a three-hour workshop there? So it's probably going to be a follow-up for that, uh, for that housing summit then to get to the extra things that you're talking about. Yes, because the other thing is that people in the coalition are really looking at how do I age in place? And so I'm sure we'll be doing additional programs um, after the first of the year to really begin to follow up on what and how these some of these ideas can be implemented. The one thing is that time is kind of important because there are both state monies as well as city monies from the American Rescue Plan. Yeah. So we also want to be in a position where older adults can basically start to um, have their voices heard as both the city of Denver as well as the state of Colorado starts to figure out how they are going to spend those monies. And I was especially pleased the other day at the state level when I met with one of the committee members and I told her we were putting together a statement from the society, but we also had been encouraging a lot of our a coalition members to write in. And mm-hmm. she said, oh, I have seen those letters. So I was very, very proud of our older adults yeah. who are engaging and who are letting their voices be heard in terms of what I think to be coming very, very quickly is a very, very pressing problem with probably an increase in homelessness of older adults, particularly in the rental market. Yeah. Although we're also now hearing from people who are really concerned about how they're going to pay their taxes, who are homeowners and own their home free and clear. There's some mechanisms we can use to do that, but they're not always open to wanting to put, you know, either defer their taxes or put a reverse mortgage on or, you know, use some of those tools that we have available. Because a lot of the property taxes are tied to the the uh, valuation of the property as if it was being sold instead of uh, when's the last time any physical changes have been done to the property to increase its value. If we looked at it as the last uh, property tax, the tax that was levied when the last change was done and it needs to stay there until another one, that should handle any of the fluctuations that, you know, it's going up simply because it's more people that want to buy the house. The house is still the same. And uh, so older adults should be able to pay a lower uh, property tax built on the last thing that was done, which could have been 20 years ago instead of the inflated value because uh, uh, Denver is a hot housing market. I mean, that should be realistic for cities to think about or counties to think about doing or the state. You know, that's an interesting concept that I actually have not thought about. But basically what you're suggesting is if there's an improvement to the house, 
then the property taxes go up with the improvement to the house, but basically there's a stabilization. And so you'd have to come to some consensus about what that base was. Right. Because any improvements that are done, you have to get a building permit for. So you have a permit date when that was done and then when it was uh, completed to sign off on. So that should give you a baseline. Yeah. Anyway, Except that if you're like I, if you're like I am, I haven't done much of any. I mean, it's been thirty years since I put a new roof on. You're right. Um, you know, I did buy a new garage door opener last or a garage door last summer, but that's not permit work. Right. So you know, I have basically done very little permit work in my house over the years. I did um, upgrade. You know, I put in windows, new windows, maybe ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've done very, very, very little in the way of those kinds of improvements. The other thing you all are doing are an aging in place series as well, since you mentioned aging in place a little while ago. Uh, yes. Uh, preparing the home for, because a lot of new uh, new boomers that are saying, hey, you know, I don't have to go to work anymore. Everything remains the same. No, there are things you have to really start thinking about. And one of them is preparing the home for you to age in properly, if I'm following the correct drift on your aging in place series. Yeah, it's a basically it's a year long series, if you will. So we've done five or six of them already. And if you have missed them, they're recorded and they are on our YouTube channel. Plus you can get links to them from the website. But what we're really trying to do is break out different different pieces, if you will, that will enable you to stay in your own home. So, for example, earlier this week, um, I did a session on what Medicare benefits will actually pay for services in your home. Right. We know that Medicare doesn't pay directly for your, you know, for you to stay at your in your own home, but they pay for all kinds of durable medical equipment. They pay for diabetic supplies. They pay for home care. They pay for hospice. So those were the kinds of things that if you need that level of service. Next month, I believe, in, in or November, we're going to be talking about home modifications. Yeah. Um, and again, trying to look at the house that you currently have. What do you need to modify? And, the, you know, the easy stuff is, you know, take the washer and dryer out of the basement and put it on the main floor. But then there are lots of other things like installing doorbells that have a camera on it. So you Uh can tell who's coming up to your front door. There are various kinds of locks that you could install. There's, you know, Again, not everybody needs a ramp, but there's other types of those kinds of modifications. So we're going to try to dig deep into that next month. And then we're not doing anything in December. And then I think there's, um, and I don't even remember all the topics. I think it's January through June. So, again, those are all listed on the website. Okay. We better give the Um, the web address so people can sign up for that and find out and look at the past ones as well. So our website is www.senioranswers.org. Again, that's 
seniorswers.org. Okay. The other two things I wanted to touch base with real quick regarding is that if they go there, they can also sign up for your Stay Well newsletter, which can really keep them updated regularly. That's for sure. Yes. Okay. It's a good place to get that done. And you had something that really triggered my interest, too, a health literacy toolkit to help you understand all those terms and, and languages that they use. So we printed that a couple of years ago, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, what we really tried to do was to help people be better consumers around what is a deductible, what are premiums, how do you interact better with your physician, how do you... Uh, make sure that you understand the directions that the physician wants you to take. Talking about vaccines and what are the um, what are the what do they do? Why are they important? How often do you need to um, have vaccines? So it's really kind of trying to help people to understand. Um, both kind of at a high level, their health care, but then also how does that usually get paid for, either if you're in the affordable care market or if you are in the Medicare market. Oh, that's really, really good. And we, and we have that actually available in English and in Spanish. Oh, right. um, so if anybody wants either or needs either of those, we're happy to make those available. Well, I tell you what, you have always given us so much to bite on, so much to talk about. And for those who are just not going back to work anymore, you older adults, this is some stuff you need to know because you're not going to stop aging and you're going to have to at some point have to cope with it. And, and, and this is the best place to do it is through the information you get from the Colorado Gerontological Society. Ms. Eileen Doherty, thank you for joining us for this edition. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. The insight of Ms. Eileen Doherty, Executive Director of the Colorado Gerontological Society, Senior Answers. Their website for Medicare Monday's information and the Affordable Housing Summit also to register for both is online at SeniorAnswersOneWord.com or by calling 303-333-3482. That's 303-333-3482. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, mask up, and keep your distance when going out. Grab that vaccine for health and more freedom. And we do appreciate you sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.